on the seventh day of podcasting, my true love gave to me. Oh, you mean me? Yes, Ah. you're my true love. Hi, I'm Tech, and I gave you spicy potatoes. Yes, they were great. But before we get there, we're going to lay a story on you. Uh, Tech and I decided that today was going to be the day that we're going to do most of our Christmas shopping for the family. Less than a week to go. We're on time as usual. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, often we'll we'll buy things ahead of time, but there was a really cool store that had opened up and we said, we're going to come back here and do our shopping. And we went in today and we were going around and finding lots of really cool things. And as I'm trying to surreptitiously purchase something for Tech to open on Christmas Day, he runs up behind me and goes, nutty, 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 you have to come downstairs right now, right now. And There's an escalator in the middle of the store, yeah. and it's on two so, stories of the small, and we head down the escalator, and there is the Prime Minister of Canada with his bodyguards shopping for Christmas gifts for his family. So first off, a warning to like just a few people. If you happen to be uh, a Trudeau kid, stop listening to this episode. Yes, if you are a child or a family member of the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, we may be ruining what you got for Christmas. So uh stop, stop listening. listening. Come no, back later. No spoilers. Uh But yeah, so the Prime Minister was shopping in the same area as we were, and I hope you turned off the podcast by now, all you Trudeau boys and girls, and they, thems, and zeezers. But... um uh, yeah, right in the puzzle section and the European board game section was, uh, was the prime minister and further away from him than we were, were his detail. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a, you know, a group of people around him and there were people stationed outside the store and at the exits and in other places and they're doing what they do. And, you know, it was them that I noticed first as I'm walking through the store. I, I saw a, you know, a, a middle-aged gentleman in a, in a very nice sort of like a, a wool overcoat over a suit, and he's talking into the wrist. Like, of, like into the wrist, like you see on TV. Like you see in spy movies, right? I'm like, who is this crazy, like, like, is this guy talking into his cell phone? What's he doing? Then I, then I see the side of his head, and he's got the little clear plastic, uh, coily, the, the coil going behind his ear to his earpiece, and he's saying, yeah, we're here, and uh, we're on the ground floor, and we're just gonna be here for a few minutes longer, and then we're gonna be leaving. So, uh, oh, okay. So he's a bodyguard. He's obviously here with someone. I-, I wonder who he's bodyguarding for. And then I see another bodyguard over there and another bodyguard over there. And then I look up, way up. Yeah, because then- he is rather tall. Yeah, he's taller than me. And uh yeah, there's the prime minister. I'm like, well, that can't be... That can't be him. Like I, I'm awful. I think everybody. I, th- I only think there's 40 faces in the world. As as the joke goes, I think everybody looks like everybody. I am horrible at identifying people out of a lineup. And uh, I'm like, there's no way that that. No way. That's uh, that's the prime minister. Okay. Uh, that that that. I gotta go get nutty. Yeah, ran up, got me, uh, and I'm like hiding his present under my coat and whatnot, hoping nobody thinks I'm a shoplifter. He doesn't tell me what's happening, and then as I come down, he's like. Prime Minister is shopping right here. And I look over and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that is him. And he's just as dreamy in person. Now, I didn't hear him talk, but as you said, it sounds just like his speeches. Yeah, like, I, that's I heard, not a cadence he puts on for the speeches. Yeah, I heard him talk to uh, one of the one of the store clerks as he was looking for the difference between two items, whatever. And the, the tone of voice, the mannerisms of his speech when talking to someone uh, privately um, appears to be the same as um, as his speeches, which is I think that's the gift of a of a good public speaker when you yeah. can when you can make your speech voice very natural sounding. Yeah. Um, now there are you know other orders, especially if you're more of a bombastic order. I'm thinking like a, like a preacher. Yeah. You can sort of put on a uh, a sort of a 
you can accentuate your voice to, to hit the, those inflections. And that is another gift as well. But, um, uh, no, it, I, I thought it was really cool. Anyway, no. it, yeah. So I, I have been told, by the way, that apparently, uh, my voice on podcast is completely different, um, by my siblings. They're, I wanted to record us doing book club and they were like, well, can you teach us how to talk all sexy like you do? I'm like, what are you talking about? I think I talk the same as I normally do. Look, the but only, apparently I don't. The only difference mm. between your voice on a podcast yes. and your voice when talking to all of your brothers and sisters is that you tend to cry less in the podcast than to what your siblings make. I tend to be talked over less, too. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at all of you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was, it was kind of cool, and uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And I, all I could think is, you're never going to see Joe Biden just shopping in a mall like that. Like, I, this it, is a very big difference between Canada and the U.S. It's a very different country with a very different political climate and uh, many different things. And, I mean... You know, even comes down to it that, you know, the prime minister is not our head of state. True. And if the governor general was out shopping for Christmas gifts, I don't think anyone would recognize her. Oh, my God. Can we run into her next? Mary Simon next? Like, <laughs> oh, no, talk about somebody I want to I want to be next to. Uh, well, you know what? It what wouldn't up? be at that store. It wouldn't be at the Geeky Imaginarium. No. It'd be uh, down the, the in the Heritage Mall yeah. uh, with all of those uh, really cool artisanal shops and right. uh, First Nations gifts and things like that. When yeah. you meet her, you have to greet her with what up your awesomeness. What up your awesomeness. Absolutely. So uh, got to learn how to say that in Inuk. We, we were also looking for <laughs> some uh, cookbooks. And I don't think we'll be spoiling any surprises because our nibblings don't listen to this. And uh, we, we didn't buy this cookbook, but we saw that there was a D&D cookbook. And what happened? You 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 said right away. Well, it's so it's a, it's a cookbook based on the recipes of Dungeons and Dragons. And every chapter of the book is a different world in uh, so one for Forgotten Realms, one for Dragonlance, one for Ravenloft, you know, and the different recipes that have been in different books, uh, so on and so forth. So. I, uh, we open up the book and I open up the chapter to, uh, Dragonlance and find that there is no recipe for Otix spicy potatoes in the thing. Which, you know, growing up reading the books of Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman and the other writers that wrote in the Dragonlance world, uh, they all mention that when you go to this certain bar and you have Otix the barkeep, he makes you his world famous Otix spicy potatoes. And there was a Dragonlance compendium that came out in the gosh. Is it spicy potatoes or spiced? I think it's spiced potatoes. Okay. I'm weird. Sorry. Anyway, um, but they, there's a Dragonlance compendium that came out in the, the early to mid nineties that had the recipe in it. And I remember seeing that book in bookstores. It also had sheet music for all of the songs. Nice. That the bards and the different knights sing and stuff. So it was a pretty cool book. And then I, I thought it was really weird that you know, the one recipe that's called out by names in these books is not in this cookbook. And that kind of annoyed me. And given your challenge that you got going on now, I decided to try to make my version of spiced potatoes uh, tonight. Uh, it was awesome. As a snack. Uh, the thing is, though, is when I looked up the recipe online, it's like there doesn't appear to be one. There appears to be a whole bunch. And they all seemed uh, they were all very different, whether you fried or boiled the potatoes. And I decided to... Um, Try my own uh, my own kick at it, thinking if I was an innkeep in a medieval kitchen, what would I have available to me? So I didn't cook it over a fire or anything, but I decided not to fry anything, and I decided not to use anything like an Instapot or a pressure cooker, because I wouldn't have had those in yeah. you know, medieval crin. <laughs> 
uh, I wanted Rory to help me with some dragon fire, but he just ate all the potatoes, so I banished that's him. That's always that's always a problem with cooking with Rory. You just yeah. end up cooking for Rory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I um, I just uh, cut up some potatoes into hash brown style chunks and uh, threw them in the steamer to just you know cook okay. them by steam. And then uh, toss them with butter and spices in a in a cast iron in a cast iron pan. You want to give us the spices? Oh, I mix a little bit of everything, but uh, you know, salt, pepper, onion, garlic. You know, the standard four: mm-hmm. salt, pepper, onion, garlic, uh, cayenne for heat, uh, paprika for color. Um, use a little bit of dry mustard powder, a little bit of ginger. I think that was it for the. And then uh, when the potatoes were done, I added a little bit more cayenne over top, a little bit of salt, uh, uh, and then uh, a little bit of oregano. And it was awesome. It was so good. Yeah, I think I can do better. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think I used a little too much butter. I, for one, am happy to be your guinea pig. Yep. Um, the problem that I've got is, um, I've always had a problem of browning hash browns in a pan because they always stick to the bottom of the pan and then I get no brown potatoes. I just get like all the brown bits stuck and then the rest mm. just sort of rips off the potatoes. So it's, uh, the best way I've found to make browned hash browns is to boil, is to, sorry, is to fry them. And I didn't want to fry them. Yeah. In this case. So I got, I think I got to just get better at heat management on my cast iron mm. to find a way to do that. And then, um, I feel like there's a certain former army cook that should be able to help us or help you learn how to brown your potatoes better. I think so. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a certain southern gentleman. That might be listening to this, who is also a big daddy, might be able to help you with that. Yeah, but you know what? I can get better. I can try again. Uh, but it's basically just spicy hash browns. Um, the, none of the recipes seemed to have any sort of, um, indication as to why they would be so special if there was like a secret ingredient mm-hmm. that, you know, if they had like a, the secret ingredient is nutmeg and they all had nutmeg in it, but yeah. none of the recipes had anything in common. They're, they're made with love. Made with love. Yes. That's right. And magic. And cayenne. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? Love and cayenne, same thing. Absolutely. All good. All right. Well, we'll talk tomorrow. Bye. Nutty Bites is produced by Nimlas Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-Nutty42.